Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Yo, what up? It's my new intro. If you guys aren't Patreon subscribers, uh, you wouldn't know the genesis of that. We might go back to sports fans. I don't know. We're, we're, we're testing it out. But just know that Wood is spelled like W-O-U-L-D. Yes, um, Wood up. Wood up. Wood up. Yo, Wood up. Uh, anyways, I am Aaron Warner, your host, and your other host is Stefan Heck. Stefan, what's up, Aaron? What's good? Uh, well, just, the Canucks, I guess. N- not, good, uh, not good in terms of like uh, good, good for our lives or anything, but like in a vacuum, they've they won have seven been good of eight. Uh, no, I'm I'm drinking a uh, so it's a Canadian Dry Zero Sugar Ginger Ale. Okay, but I added some posh pomegranate crystal light to it so it's like a pomegranate ginger ale Ooh, that's that sounds quite tasty yeah. that so sounds here, quite nice here's an idea that was introduced to me by our yeah. friend rylan uh yeah. neon wario on twitter soda it isn't necessarily a final product it is still a canvas on which you can paint so i know a lot of our listeners the majority of them are in canada we don't get vanilla Coke up here, let alone vanilla Coke Zero. Know what you can do? Put in a little bit of vanilla extract. Boom. That's a good idea. Yeah, vanilla Coke, I remember when it first came out in Canada, it was like 2003, 2004, maybe. Yeah, yeah and I remember I re- it vividly. I remember like going to the grocery store by myself and like buying a 12 pack of it and like drinking the entire thing <laughs> over the course of a weekend and just feeling so sick afterwards. Um, but, but now like, yeah, the only place that I've seen it, there's a couple like Mexican places in Vancouver that have them. And then, um, honestly, I don't know if this even counts, but like when you go to the movies and they have like the freestyle machine, you can can make vanilla Coke zero there. The the freestyle machine's great, but like, it's not like we have access to those in our homes. Speaking of 2003 vanilla Coke dropping, (laughs) I remember we were doing this like quiz in my grade seven class and the quiz was like questions generated by like the students that were running it. It's like a Jeopardy type thing. Yeah. And um, this is way back when you could buy soda in school from like vending machines. Yeah, I guess that's probably not a, that's, I'm assuming that's not a thing anymore because it's like unhealthy. They they started to wean that out like when I was graduating high school. Yeah. So we had like, you could buy like candy and stuff and like chips and and I feel like that's just like all gone now. Then they changed it so you could only have like healthy chips in air quotes, like, right. hickory sticks and fucking sun chips yeah as if there's like a really big difference i guess they're well baked. sun chips it's like it's not just cheddar it's harvest cheddar that's so, true uh and the uh, bags are the very loud bags are biodegradable so um that that's that means it's healthy for you to eat you know which one is really funny to me and i will occasionally get them um but like they're not like they're just like chips i'm pretty sure is those like veggie straws Oh, yeah, those are fine. I think they're, like, baked and just puffed up, so there's not as much fat, so, like, lower calorie or whatever. They're not, like, good for you by any stretch of the imagination. It's just, like, it's still, like, a ton of, like, salt and, like, 
but it's it's very funny to market that as like extremely healthy when it's it's just literally like powdered like i think it is just like potato chips with like veggie like flavoring or like veggie powders put in um it's really makes yeah i'm pretty sure it's it's uh it's yeah potatoes and then it's like just tastes like carrots or whatever the hell yeah yeah no the um the real real life hack here we're gonna get into aaron's fitness corner we'll talk okay. about the canucks eventually um well, if you want probably. if you want, if you want a crunchy to. snack uh orville redenbacher's smart pop popcorn folks 94 percent fat free so an entire bag an entire bag of smart pop 70 grams that's a lot of fucking popcorn only 224 calories and of that huh. 14 of the grams of the carbs are fiber that's a lot of fiber. Oh, then you, you get know what I was thinking of when you said seasoning. Ooh. When you said smart pop, I I was thinking of smart food, and I was like, "There's no way smart food is good for you." <laughs> no. So like okay. they get the the the, the pre pop popcorn that comes in the big bags is like way higher calorie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you can just buy some of like the popcorn seasoning. It's just, I mean, you're adding salt, so like probably use it sparingly. Right. But uh, I also do like a little little spray of like palm olive oil or some avocado oil so it okay. sticks on there it's not adding too many more calories anyways okay that's nice i mean i've been doing this is not i guess it's more of a meal than a snack i guess it's like a nice little like light lunch but i've been doing like um like veggie wraps where i'll like air fry like peppers and like Ooh. cauliflower and then put a bunch of hummus in a wrap and and put all that stuff in there with like some tomatoes and stuff as well you know, it would be good like, to air fry fresh. in there for some more substance What's eggplant that? Oh, I was thinking that. I do yeah. like eggplant. Especially yeah. if you're like doing it like like you know, garlicky with some olive oil or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's a, a good, good little veggie veggie hack. Oh that's yeah, but back to the, the Jeopardy quiz. Yeah. The Jeopardy question was what's the main ingredient in vanilla Coke? And, you know, first kid buzzes in and they said, Coke. Like, well no. <laughs> and then the second person buzzes, vanilla wrong and then i was like uh carbonated water and then i got accused of cheating because i was able to get that <laughs> i mean <laughs> no, it's like it's, it's a process of elimination really right like, yeah what, what else could it have been at that point i mean i guess not many like 13 year olds are reading ingredient labels but yeah it's probably just a like spectrum thing for me <laughs> anyways uh i want to do a little exercise here before we okay. like get into the canucks well i guess it's getting into the canucks but uh, I want you to close your eyes, and this goes for the listeners too. Unless you're driving, okay. in which case, pretend you're closing your eyes. Yeah. Stop or pull paying over attention. And close yeah, your eyes. pull over and close your eyes. Maybe Dan can put in some royalty-free calming music. Yeah, and I want you to go way back in time. Okay. To uh, June fifteenth, two thousand eleven. No, 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 now, no, no. <laughs> now, not. I, I want you to think of like what you were doing before the game. Do you have a vivid memory of that? I do because I worked at a, a plumbing wholesale warehouse and they um, closed the the warehouse and like the showroom an hour early so everyone could go watch the game. Hell yeah. And I, rem I, I remember meeting up with my, going to my, I think I was still, was I still living at my parents? Yeah, I think I must have been, but because um, I was still in college. So yeah, I was, I was at my parents' house and um, just watching just me and my dad. We had we had had like a thing throughout those playoffs. And my eyes are still closed, by the way. Yeah. Um, we had a thing for the playoffs where, um, and and this probably knocked several years off both of our lives. But we would order two giant fresh sliced pizzas, and we would start every single. Well, we would get like those um, 
Remember the, like the malt liquor, like Mickey's, the ones that have the little, yeah, the little riddle, little, little grenades that have like the puzzle on the, yeah. So we, yeah. we would each down, like, I don't know, so many of those each game. And, um, we would start every game with a boiler maker <laughs> and it was like our good luck charm. Cause we did it before, uh, team Canada won the gold, okay, um, yeah. uh, in the Olympics in 2010. So we're like, well, we should do it again. And like, it worked up to a point, but I mean, There's I think it was like five years off returns. our lives. But yeah, I was at my, I, I was leaving work, went to my parents, uh, watched with my dad and yeah. Well, so I, I, I like, I was personal training at the time and I scheduled every client in that run so that I wouldn't miss any games. And so I was like, got off early. And so I went to Vancouver, I drove from Calgary to watch game two. The Burroughs overtime. They're yeah. up to nothing. And I came back and everyone's like, oh, you must be so excited. Like your, your team's probably going to win. I'm like, ah, 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 ah. I was said after they beat Chicago. Yeah. They're just going to break my heart in like the worst way possible. So I'm not going to indulge those thoughts just yet. It, like I have to see it actually happen. And yeah. obviously like games three and four really, really sucked. Game five put some life back into me. Game six. Ooh. So going into game seven, I wasn't like super excited, but I had kind of coped myself into, well, the home team has won every game. Yeah. And I just vividly remember walking home and use like I had my little earbuds plugged into my phone and I found a way to listen to whatever. Was it check back then? I think it might have. Was it 980 CKNW? CKNW. Yeah, it was CKNW. Yeah. And like, I just wanted to consume the hype pregame. And I was like, so fucking excited to watch the game. And then immediately the game sucked. And like, yeah, I didn't like Bergeron score. Like, well, it was in the first period. I mean, I honestly, I think like I've never seen the third period. And I think I stopped watching during the second. Um, yeah. Like, I know I had it on. But there's like a cognitive dissonance there, and I don't really remember watching yeah. the last two periods, even though I know I was there and I was sober. Yeah, but oh. I went I to want- bed. I went to bed during the third period. I was like, Fuck. I can't. Oh. What I wanted to hammer home though is just the anticipation leading yeah. up to those games. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. Do you remember like how excited you were? How nervous and excited. And nervous. I miss like- that. I mean, I know they still lost, but I miss that feeling. Like, I've yeah. Ne- I have literally the only time I've had that feeling related to the Canucks since then, because 2012 just felt weird. 2013 was just also weird. Lots of San Jose just didn't feel like, but honestly, only since then the draft lotteries, like that's basically the closest you get to that feeling. And even then that's not the same feeling because not that like I, I ever thought they had a chance to win before really, but like with the draft lottery, it's like, there's no chance. It's just not going to happen, you know? Yeah. So so I, oh. I wanted to bring that up just because I want to like kind of ground us in what we want to experience again. Yes. Not that crushing defeat or whatever, but it's that that excitement of like we could actually win something. We could do it. This this is fucking important. Yeah. Because motherfuck, the games this weekend <laughs> were Dude. so boring. <sighs> the LA uh, game, LA game, it had some moments. Like obviously the Canucks did not deserve to win that game. No. But the the three on three OT was like I would say legitimately exciting. 
And Pedersen did a couple things. Like, obviously, his goal was really sick. But do you remember that one play where he was going up the ice, carrying the puck, and just put it between his legs for no reason? Yeah, that was sick. And then, and it actually kind of worked because the Kings players were like, what the fuck? And then uh, I, I might have been Beauvillier or Kuzmenko, who was like pretty wide open for a pass. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, that was cool. And like, that just, was really cool. Hughes and Pedersen obviously have just been fucking insane. Like, Hughes, what was it? The first. D-man to get 60 back-to-back 60 assist seasons yeah uh, since 93 94 and that was like Ray Bork and Paul Coffey I think I saw like he could I mean he's not going to challenge Henrik's assist record no but he might get second depending on how these last 13 games go um I'm trying to see who well again they have they have a pretty easy they have a still a pretty soft schedule um I mean I I just it's it's just so insane. I was thinking about this, like after I saw that stat, um, and just seeing how good Pedersen and Hughes have been this year, and like, what a waste of a season this has been. Obviously, it sucks. Obviously, like it started out really bad, and then Demko getting hurt fucked everything up too. And there was just like the cloud over the team for so long. Yeah. But I, so I think, and again, this is me. This is maybe some copium or whatever. I I think like and. If look, they, they got outplayed by LA, obviously, really badly, but horrendously, yeah. You add in Philip Ronick next you year, could, mm-hmm. you get rid of OEL, just get him off the team, maybe get Myers off the team, addition by subtraction. You have Demko the whole year. Pedersen and Hughes play the same, if not better. I mean, that is a wild card team, I think, probably, maybe. I, so, looking back on this road trip, right? Yeah. There's an argument to be made that the LA Kings game was the worst that they've played under Tockett. That yeah. and like the Seattle Kraken game. And obviously yeah. there was like a different result in the... <laughs> so in my notes here, there's been a lot of talk about like, what's the Canucks identity? Do they want to be a north-south? T- like what's... Are they going to be a high... Like the Vancouver market always likes high scoring teams. What's this identity yeah. going to be? And I think I've figured it out. It's uh de boring fuckers. Yeah, uh, I mean <laughs> uh, that that is like talk at style, right? Like when he when he got the Coyotes into the playoffs or the um the bubble the, play, the, the bubble play, play in, around whatever, or whatever. Like yeah. they were playing a very very boring style of play. And like I will say, and I think Drance has said this, and other people have, have noted noted this too. But like they do, they are playing with more structure. Like I they so, cl- they clearly are. But it's just it's not like they're playing really good structure or really good like defense they're just playing like average and it just seems so good because of what we've put up with for the past like three or four years yeah i heard um harman dial talking about it today actually yeah where he doesn't because he's like a good tactician and like i never played hockey i don't really understand the x's and o's stuff as much Mm -hmm. but he brought up the point that from what he can see it's less like talk it's come in and has like put this really good X's and O's whole new game plan structured hockey. It's more that he has just gotten them to like not play harder, but like just play a bit more intelligently. And yeah. what he noted was the breakouts. Um, there's been instead of just like having the defenseman break it out, they're usually always supported by a winger or a center. Yeah. Uh, so that if they do get pinched, it's just like a short pass and then the forward can break it out. So it's just like putting a lot more responsibility on the forwards and 
they have to work that much harder. So he's kind of just like gotten them to up their work rate. And I think that's where we've seen a lot less of these gaffes happen is like failed breakouts. And then also just holding on to it better when they do have offensive possession. So maybe that is an X's and O's thing. But when I heard him say that, I like that fits with what I've seen in the game as like a a buffoon that can't articulate that stuff (laughs) as well. Um, But like looking back at this road trip, right? They were outplayed, I think, in every period by the Coyotes, like pretty easily. They were outplayed in every period by the LA Kings, except for the overtime. Um, Back to my boring fuckers thing. I, I called like I was was sitting on the couch watching the game with my girlfriend, and uh, before the the power play where they tied it, and the third period. Before the power play started, I said, oh, they're going to tie it on this power play. And they did. Yeah. And then it goes into the damned uh, shootout and Kuzmenko's up. And I'm like, Kuzmenko's going to score. They're going to end up winning, but it's going to look really cool. Yeah. And uh, JT Miller's goal was the cooler one. So I didn't JT quite Miller's get goal that. was really sick, I have to say. But it's it's so easy to watch these games and just like intuitively know what's going to happen next. Oh, yeah. Whereas at least like earlier in the season, it was so chaotic and it felt like anything could happen. Yeah, and now it's just like, oh, it's going to be another fucking three, two, there, whatever I, game. I will. So I'll say, like, I I agree with you. Like the the talk at style is definitely more boring. It's less of like a fire drill than the Boudreaux stuff, obviously. So like, yeah. it's it is good to have structure to to some extent for like obviously. Um, and I do think he's still allowing Pedersen and Hughes and like Kuzmenko to kind of like do cool stuff still. Right? Yeah, so, so that's good at least. It's and not I think like sh- it's not like fucking like Minnesota Wild like early 2000s, like New Jersey devil style Mm. hockey necessarily. Right. So, but I agree with you that that is his style and does it work? I mean, it works better than Boudreaux stuff did. So yeah, well, at least right now it does. Right. And I guess that's the big question, which is they played hard for Boudreaux last year. Will they continue to do that when, when games matter, but yeah, they, so outplayed by Arizona outplayed by LA. And then, yeah, they, they smoked Anaheim last night. Like there is never any doubt they asserted their will in what should have been a schedule loss. So I guess good for you. You beat maybe the worst team in the league this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know like they're not at the bottom of the standings right now, but uh, that was like, if you are a playoff team, that is a game you should win. But then you look at it like as a whole, like they still got outplayed by the Arizona Coyotes. The actual playoff team dominated them. They had like six shots on net with what thirteen minutes remaining in that game. Oh, yeah, it it's... was it was fucking obscene. Yeah. And like, so I look at that and it's it's. I, I just thought it was sobering. Like, okay, so this is the team that we want to be a bubble playoff team next year. Like, sure, they're missing Hronik, and I'm if they're going all in on the playoffs next year, like there has to be more things that happen, right? Like I, I doubt that they're just going to run it back again. Uh, but with Ronick, so yeah, I, again, again, I think OEL will bleh. be gone. And obviously like that, I think that's been the biggest thing for the team is, is not having him out on the ice. Absolutely. Like, he's just like, you know, he, if he's injured, whatever it is, like it's clear he wasn't like an NHL level defenseman this season and just replacing him with Juleson and, you know, Burroughs and Willannon, like 
it's made such a huge it's made such a huge difference, right? So Yeah, totally. A whole year without OEL? I don't know. I mean, it's going to be better than a whole year with OEL. Couple more things about that LA Kings game. Mm-hmm. This is actually something I was going to bring up on the pod before, but then I just forgot. I forgot Jack Stanika was a guy. Like, I didn't forget that he was a guy. I was like, he must be hurt or something. I haven't heard anything about him in a while. And he was just in the Kings game for some reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he kind of sucks, huh? He's, yeah. I mean, you know, pro scouting is not going to hit every single time. I will say, and I think you agree with me, and we've, we've talked about this before, the pro scouting has been pretty good this year. Yeah, um, it was worth Stanika, a shot. Whatever. I mean, it's just, it's you tried, you know. Um, is Aiden McDonough going to play at all? Is he hurt? Right? Like, I was wondering, like, wh- this is something, so uh, Jackson McDonald had a really good thread today. I don't know if you saw it. Basically yeah, about, yeah, like, yeah. what the Canucks should do to essentially, like, look, this is, I, I, this is like such a straw man argument that gets brought up every single time when you say the Canucks should be tanking is you'll get dumbasses saying like, well, you can't expect the players to just quit out there. Uh, first of all, I've watched the Canucks play for the last like eight years, uh, and I think they have quit most of the time. So yeah, I've seen them quit out there. I, I, I <laughs> were think you, were you, you not sort of, watching the first half of the season? <laughs> if we're talking about the Canucks of the last decade, you can absolutely expect them to quit, just not at the right time. Um, but what you can do, you, you can mitigate that by making, you know, correct management and coaching decisions. So don't, you don't have to start Demko every single game. You don't have to play Quinn Hughes 30 minutes a game. You know, you don't have to play yes. Patterson, like just, I, I, it's, it's cool seeing these good players do cool things. And like it, I, I like that Hughes is going to have like another record breaking season. You know, I like that Pedersen's but probably like going to break a hundred points. For what? Exactly. For, for, what for fucking end? nothing. For nothing. If we were battling for a wild card spot right now, hell yeah, obviously. Right. You're, you're playing for something, but I think, Jackson made a very good point, which is that um, if Talkett is like treating this as a training camp, which is like he's said that essentially. Yeah, no, I think he said explicitly that. Yeah, training camps, you don't just play your, you don't ride your best players the whole time. You'd be playing Pod Colson on on the first unit, you know, play, put Joshua higher up in the in the lineup, you mm-hmm. know, play McDonough. Like, like if you, if it was actually a training camp, you'd be trying new things and seeing kind of what you have with these yeah. players that wouldn't necessarily get the shot uh, throughout the year. So I don't know. There's just a lot of things they could do. Obviously the Bedard dream is like dead. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I think even you have to admit that now. No. I, <laughs> yeah. So but, just on a couple things you said there. Yeah. Quinn Hughes played three of the last four minutes against the Anaheim ducks on the yeah. second leg of a back to back. So I have both their, like I have the, you know, time on ice for the, uh, the Kings and the, uh, the ducks game. Mm-hmm. So against the Kings, Quinn Hughes played twenty seven thirty three, and against the Ducks, he played twenty seven nineteen. Yeah. So I know we talked about this on the Patreon before those two games. Yeah, he played basically an hour. He plays like between the two, he played a full ass game, and then Pedersen twenty two minutes, and then twenty two minutes, <laughs> almost exactly. <sighs> yeah, and then Miller. 21.52, so let's say 22. And then he got a bit of a rest on the second night. Old Man Miller only played 18 minutes. Um, <sighs> yeah. Another thing, it's... Ethan Bear made his return against the Kings. And I remember watching the game thinking, huh, he doesn't look that good. And I'm just looking at the underlying now, and boy, did he not look that good. Yeah. He, I... uh, at 5-on-5, five five, um, had 25% of the Corsi. <laughs> 
against the Kings. Okay. okay. And then scoring chances were three to 14 when he was on the ice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll give him, you know, he's coming back from a bad, like, was it a jaw injury or? Yeah, he took a puck to the face. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's still hurting a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, no one, I, no one also really looked that good against the Kings, I guess. It was, I think. Yeah. Well, like, he said, like, with like 10 minutes left in the third, the Canucks had what, like eight shots or something? Like, uh, I, I remember seeing 13 minutes left, it was six or seven shots. That's so bad. Yeah. That is so bad. Oh my God. That's bad. <laughs> I mean, by comparison, uh, at five on five against the Kings, um, Quinn Hughes actually outcoursed them 58%. <laughs> God, dude, he's uh, so and the scoring good. chances were 10 11 with Hughes on the ice. So, he's actually, so was there fucking anyone good. else that was positive Corsi in that game? JT Miller was even, then Besser. Okay, okay. Besser's goal was very funny off, uh, yeah. off Edler's stick there. Yeah, nice to see yeah, Edler score hilarious. also. That was good. Um, <laughs> man so i don't uh, so what, what's their what's their schedule look like oh uh, yeah they, so they play um golden knights tomorrow okay that sh- i mean that should be a loss i don't know that should be a loss one I think. would think and then they got the sharks at home on oh. thursday and then they have a cakewalk game the dallas stars on saturday i don't know mm. why the dallas stars can't fucking beat them I always look like I, shit I, I like i watched the stars play the flames yeah like they look good jason Robertson like, is I'm, insane He's it was so like, good. That OT winner was nuts. What was the other thing about the the Saturday game is it just went by so quickly by the grace of God. Yeah. But uh, I was able to watch like the last five minutes of like the Stars Flames um, afterwards, and they look like a completely different team playing the Flames than they did. And uh, that also had a crazy overtime as well, where yeah. uh, the Flames were pressing, pressing. They had so many good opportunities, and the Stars just clinch it with like three or so seconds left. It was it was crazy. And then they have the Blackhawks on Sunday. So, God, you would, I mean, like, like obviously the tank is like dead now. But if they if and here's some more copium, if they lose the next four games in a row, I mean, or five really, like. The tank is back on. Then, They're right? not losing to both oh. San Jose and Chicago, though. Unfortunately, I mean the re- the real important game is the one against St. Louis, which is, yeah. Uh, so that's next March Tuesday, 28th. March twenty eighth. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, God, which dude. yeah, that one's like massively important because yeah, they're flirting with not having a top ten pick. That's fucking insane. Yeah, That's so, so nuts. what a right oh, what a now, wasted year. Oh, they are in twenty fourth. They're tied in points percentage with the St. Louis Blues. So it's so bad, dude. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, so they're in ninth right now, tied for eighth, I guess. And then the Detroit Red Wings have two more points and a game in hand. Holding out the tenth spot, and then Dude, it's yeah, like the if they se- pass the Red Wings after fucking trading a first to that, like I just uh, yeah, it's, I I hate this fucking team, man. Uh, they're so stupid, man. They're so fucking stupid. I mean, I guarantee now if the pick is outside the top ten, they are a hundred percent trading it. And we discussed this on the bonus episode. Yeah, I, I mean, I there's think no, that's probably what'll happen. There's no doubt in my mind. And at that point, who cares, right? they're clearly they've decided to build this team a certain way they're never going to 
rebuild the way people want them to rebuild. They're never going to stop gonna digging. <laughs> no, until Aquilini's dad kicks the bucket or Aquilini fucking sells the team. Like, it's just not going to happen, right? So at all you can basically hope for is like, there's, there's one of two things. They somehow luck into winning the lottery. Okay, that's not happening ever. We know that's not going to happen. Well. And then two... They trade their first rounder in a in a as a part of a big package for like Sebastian Ajo or like a legitimately good player that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And then at, at that point, it's like, all right, whatever. I guess I'm cheering them to win now, you know. Like, but just don't don't fucking waffle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just go one way or the other at this point. So um, right because now the they- Horvat trade was a rebuild trade, and then the Ronick trade wasn't. So fucking pick a lane and stay in it. You know. The uh, the Canucks are they are in eighth because. Uh, St. Louis has more regulation wins. There's four more regulation wins. Okay, but it's okay. really depressing looking at Tankathon where they have like the records up of the teams in like the the yeah. bottom of the league. Where like Columbus two six and two, San Jose they're killing it. Lost yeah. six in a row. Yeah, one seven and two. Fucking Canucks eight and two. St. Louis five and five. The only other <sighs> team that's like. Winning out uh, in the bottom fourteen right now is Arizona, who's six two and two. Yeah, Arizona's four been game good heater lately. right now. Yeah, yeah, kind of funny for them, but I can see why those players would be motivated to uh, stick it to them. You know? Oh yeah, I mean, everyone thought they were going to be the worst team in NHL history this year. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> and they've been bad, but they're not as bad as people thought they were going to be. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, they, uh, they really have to lose that game against St. Louis. And they got to stop winning against these playoff teams. Like, it is essential that they lose to Vegas and the Stars this coming week. I, then, mean, I mean, I if really, you, I just, they fucking better. They need to. Like, If I you just could don't... steal a loss against the Sharks or the Blackhawks, that'd yeah. be great as well. Yeah. Steal a loss. They really like got to pick themselves up by the bootstraps, hard nose <laughs> loss. <laughs> Real workmanlike loss. <laughs> so oh, they have 13, man. 13 games left this year? I'm just counting. Yeah, 13. One, two, three, four. Okay. Um, <sighs> that was the other thing. You brought that thread of that fucking dog brain idiot arguing with Jackson McDonald about like, well, even if they're in less, they only get 25% chance Dude, how do people still not get it at this point? Like, yeah, they might not win the lottery, but they'll have the highest pick they can possibly get. They'll well, I was gonna say they'll have a higher second rounder. No, they won't. Not this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they'll have a higher third rounder, a higher fourth rounder. Assuming they still have their own third and fourth, I actually forget if they do. Um, uh, no, they have a bunch of they have their third and their fourth. Okay, I know they have a couple extra thirds they acquired and too. or whatever. Yeah, but like the there's just people who can't be helped basically at this point. And uh, to credit that guy, I think Jackson quoted him and the guy was like, oh yeah, that actually does make sense. Like, thank you for explaining it. So <laughs> it is possible to get through to some people, but like, my God, there there are still so many Canucks fans who are like tanking. It just doesn't work. It's not going to work. When has this ever worked? When has being in the fucking mushy middle ever worked for a team ever? Never. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. You have to be on either end of the spectrum, basically, right? You have to be really, really bad or really, really good. Mm-hmm. And being just in the middle, again, people are going to, like, people will point to, like, the LA Kings, right? But, like, the underlying numbers when they won as an eighth seed, like, they were not an eighth seed, you know? Like They're on an upswing, too. Like, that, yeah. Yeah, they like, young Dowdy and Kopitar. And- it's, it's just fucking insane to still believe that after seeing the Canucks of the last decade. And 
when the Canucks had their highest picks, yeah, they they fucking whiffed big time on two of them. But you don't have Pedersen and Hughes without, to some degree, tanking, right? Yeah. And I don't think the Canucks were tanking on purpose ever. I think no. they were just atrociously coached and managed and put together and structured and what have you. But they performed really, really badly and got higher picks. And the only reason they're remotely watchable now is because of those two higher picks, right? Yeah. So uh, I just yeah. don't understand how fans just don't get this still. And I think it's just because they're stupid. Sorry. That's kind of what it is. They're stupid or they're 12 years old. There's, there's no in-between, really. If you're 12 years old, there's an excuse. You're 12. If you're fucking 30 or 40 and you think tanking doesn't work, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Sorry. That's I'm just like, all there is to it. <laughs> it's so funny when there's like clear and obvious examples of it working. Like Pittsburgh, man. Yeah. Like Washington. It worked, right? it worked for them twice. We're preaching to the converted here. Yes. Speaking of um, yeah. buffoons, uh, I just pulled up uh, Sam Constantino's like draft rankings. And he has David Reinbacher at 10. There you go. Maybe we can hold on to that pick still, baby. Dude, his his draft rankings are so fucking funny. Because yeah. <laughs> you look at like the ones in like The Athletic or like uh, EP Rinkside or like anywhere else, really. And there's like, you know detailed like reasons for why that player is there what they bring to the table player comparisons like all that sort of thing and then sam Constantino is just like one sentence if that it's usually like yeah. a sentence fragment and it'll be like uh will be interesting to see uh if he can keep up the scoring in the national hockey league man like, his, what his are you talking about for adam fantilli is awesome Another fascinating player to watch as Michigan strives to not only win a Big Ten title, but a national championship is a trip to the men's worlds and the offering afterwards. Great Dude. scouting report, man. Like, what is that guy? I guess he's on TV occasionally, but like for like, he's like the prospects expert at Sportsnet. That's so funny. to He me has no hockey like, history. Did you know that? Oh, I, I mean, I believe it. For yeah, sure. no, he was just like a journalist guy. He like started in baseball, I believe. And then just like a hockey fan. Hey, Which I, I mean, mean, hey, good for you and dream I are job. Good for him. podcast, but hey, yeah. um, that's really that funny. funny. But it's like the Canucks are now getting to the point where they might not be able to pick David Reinbacher is the thing. Like, yeah, because I, I think he's going top ten for sure. And if they, I, I guess it'll I depend know. on like what's at the draft table or whatever. Um, yeah, he went to spring arbor college in uh michigan where he played baseball and called basketball games after graduation he worked briefly as a baseball instructor before joining the uh toronto blue jays as a clubhouse employee while working for the blue jays he hosted the junior jays radio show and then yeah he started calling canadian baseball league games on the score and then did play-by-play for the expos and then uh yeah he started being a color guy for the OHL and just worked his way up Sportsnet. So, and then he's their draft expert now. Apparently. It's very, it's just, man, especially like, so like in, in our keeper league, like we're all like really into like prospects and stuff. And it's yeah. just like an ongoing, like running joke when Sam Cosentino r- releases his new rankings and like <laughs> just has nothing to say about the players at all. Like just, just nothing at all. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> so uh, Andrew Cristal Continues his meteoric rise up the rankings as one of the most exhilarating players inside the opposition blue line. 
I mean, okay. <laughs> what what does he bring to the table? Like, is he a good skater? Is he does he have a good shot? Like, what what does he what does he do? Right? <laughs> like, uh, okay, Nate Danielson, uh, center for the Brandon Wheat Kings, number twelve, a low maintenance player who can be trusted in all situations and relied upon to provide sustained offense. I mean, okay, I just. Oh man. I mean, I, I know like this is why like the sports net rankings are free and you have to like pay for the athletic or EP ringside or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like you get what you pay for, I guess in this case, but like, it's so fucking crazy looking at like Pronman's or Wheeler's rankings compared to this. And they yeah. just go into so much detail. <laughs> they talk about like specific like games that they saw them play in. They have like scouting reports, all this stuff. Oh, it's, I love it. It's great. <laughs> it, it is like, I want them to keep doing it because it is so funny to me how little information there is in the rankings. It's really good. Who do you want the Canucks to pick though, by the way, Aaron, like, what are you thinking now? Cause like, oh, if, if, uh, let's Connor say they're Bedard. picking like eight, well, let's say they're picking like eighth to 12th. Who do you got? Uh, yeah. I think my number one pick would be Ryan Bacher in that range, or yeah. it depends like if, if Benson or Smith have dropped, uh, if, if, if one of them drops, definitely, I feel like Benson is maybe the likelier one to drop compared to Smith. Mm. Um, I would also, uh, yeah, Reinbacher, Oliver Moore, I, would, I wouldn't I would mind around there. Um, even like someone like uh, the guy in the Giants, um, Sam uh, Hansik. Hosnick, Hosnick, yeah. He, he's Winger. like a big, he's a big guy. Well, I think he plays center as well sometimes. So like mm. he could be, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't... like I, I'd love like an Andrew Crystal to like, he'd be so much fun to watch and everything. But like, and I, I know you don't draft for need necessarily, but yeah. like drafted a winger last year. Wingers are just like the easiest players to find. Right. So, I mean, if they're in that position and there's no one that like is clearly jumping out, I would love for them to like trade down as well. If yeah. they could. Yeah. Um, like maybe recuperate a second, uh, round. Yeah. Pick. 100%. What's the deal with Brandon Yeager or Braden Yeager? Is he all right? I think he's been just having like a bad year. People have been saying because okay. he was like he was supposed to be like a top five pick at the start of the season. Yeah, um, and has just dropped a lot. Um, but I don't know. Is he having an off year? Like it seems like some scouts still really like him. So um, yeah, I, 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 I always see him around the top ten, but don't hear a lot of buzz. And he's like a center yeah. in that position. So I was kind of the guy who jumped up ass, is, but... is Danielson. I think oh, yeah. Conman had him like fifth or sixth uh, in his most recent rankings, which sort of came out of nowhere. But um, I don't know. I mean, the other thing that sucks about the Canucks ruining the tank is like if like Mitchkov falls to like six or seven, which yeah. like could happen, maybe yeah. it's unlikely. But like you're just you're just fucking yourself over from from that chance as well right so like i don't know <laughs> saving like an injury to quinn hughes because he's playing so damn much like i think they're just going to keep riding their mules for the rest of the year and you know demko's going to play out 12 of these next 13 for some goddamn forsaken reason yeah and uh that's that <sighs> i was listening to 650 today and someone texted in this is pretty funny they're like what why couldn't the Canucks trade for first overall if they don't win the draft lottery? Oh my god! What dude. type of package do you think it would take? I think it starts with a first and JT Miller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so adorable. That's I know, really right? 
just to have that brain is so nice. I wish I, I wish I had that brain, man. Yeah, oh that it was God. like five minutes of uh, Drance and Dial explaining. Well, you see, this asset, this is how good of a prospect Bedard is. It's an untradeable yeah. asset for the most part. Because um, yeah, you, if you if you offered Pedersen, Hughes, and your first, like I don't even know if that's a starter, right? For whoever's picking there. Yeah. That the yeah. only team that would do that is the fucking Vancouver Canucks. So. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, um, I mean I mean if 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 the Canucks like literally if the Canucks wanted to trade for Bedard, it's like Pedersen, their first this year, their first next year, unprotected, their first in twenty twenty five, unprotected, like Lakaramaki. Like it's it's fucking like everything basically. Yeah, no, it's just it's it's, it's so unreasonable. It was it's just, just never not gonna happen. happen. Like it's just the only reason like the Lindros trade happened is because Lindros refused to play for Quebec, right? Like mm-hmm. that's not gonna happen now. Yeah, so. no, it's I think we're <laughs> past that era. Yeah. Uh okay, here's another thing about the Kings game. Do they have Cartman leading a go let's go Kings or Go Kings Go chant? I thought I heard that. Or oh, is it just a guy that sounds no, no, like no. Cartman? They, they do have Cartman doing that. I've, I've been to a couple games there when I lived in L.A. and they. I didn't know he moved to L.A. Y- y- yeah, no, he lives there now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've got him. They've got him like, uh, you know, cranking the thing <laughs> at the start of the, the game as well. <laughs> Surprisingly down to earth, that guy, though. Oh, very, very nice guy. I mean, there's a lot of charity stuff like outside. Like, and he doesn't want it publicized. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> another thing, uh, the game against the Ducks, they had this Panago board ad mm-hmm. and it said, uh, they've got energy drinks. You've got us. What do you think that means? They've, they've got energy drinks. You've got, you've got, us. got us. Um, for any of our international listeners, Panago is a pizza place. And it's pretty good, I got I say. love Panago. I, I, I think like it's, the chain pizzas. That's my go-to. As far as chain pizzas go, it's it's pretty good. Their dipping sauces are great. They have Fantastic. good pizza toppings, pizza types, and everything. It, it doesn't give you as much indigestion, I think. Yeah. It's like, to not like a super Domino's greasy, or, you know? Yeah. 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 It tastes and the crust like you're is eating nice. real it's food. It's like a thinner crust, I feel like, too. Um, yeah. I would say... I don't again, know. Like who Who is they in that situation? They've got energy drinks. Yeah, like... Is it the other board ads? I don't think so. Is it the opposing team? No. Well, no, I don't. Is it like... are The Ducks aren't sponsored by an energy drink company, are they? I don't think so. It would be very weird if the board ads were targeting the opposition team. Anaheim Ducks energy drink sponsor. Uh, I truly have no idea what they could possibly be referring to. <laughs> well, it says BioSteel is the official hydration partner of the Anaheim Ducks, but that's league wide. Yeah. Um, it looks like Monster did a a, a a contest to go to a Anaheim Ducks game, but I don't think they're like a chief sponsor. Okay. So I don't know. It's just confounding, and I kind of feel like I've seen it before from them, but. It, it sucks because yeah, wh- I like I want to like Panago as a brand. Yeah, I just don't understand. I'm I'm the more I'm, I didn't see that because um, I, I was playing soccer during the, the Anaheim game, but now it's like stuck in my head. Now I'm like yeah. just trying to. They've they've got energy drinks. You've got us. It, you've got us. Yeah. So I think 
Okay, I think what they're trying to say, and this doesn't, this doesn't make any sense, um, but it sort of does, I guess, is that some people use energy drinks to like stay energized. Okay, but you, you just you, need some Panago pizza. You can eat <laughs> the pizza a gives you ener- the pizza gives you energy. I think is what they're saying. A primo capicola with some jalapeno ranch dip. Yeah, I guess you got food energy instead of 185 grams of uh, or milligrams of caffeine with some uh, B vitamins. Yeah, yeah, very confusing. Um, and the other thing this is kind of around the league, but uh, this fucking pride jersey thing, man. Oh my god, it's it, so stupid. The okay, one the design for the LA Kings pride jersey, banger. Yep, absolute banger. And they had uh, the person that made the Canucks one from a couple years, like the watercolor one. Remember that? Yeah. There was like some controversy because they're from Sweden, which I didn't fully understand. I saw people getting mad about that. As a cishet white man, I don't know if it's my my place to speak, but I thought it was a cool design and it was like designed by someone who's like LGBTQ. So like, hey, sounds good to me, but what do I know? Um the sharks one that James Reimer's stupid ass refused to wear yeah. also looked cool. Do you see that? Yeah, it looked very it nice. It was like a really big shark. Yeah, which I I thought it looked great. I'm not doing I, a good job of describing how it's a pride jersey, but it was like smiling and uh, San Jose Sharks pride jersey. So yeah, if anyone listening doesn't know, doesn't follow the NHL, because I know we. Oh yeah, it was in like a. A, a more cartoonish heart and then it was across two sticks that had rainbow tape on it and then the, mm-hmm. there was like a really big heart but um james remember who i don't know oh, did he even start that game i don't know he's been a backup goalie most yeah. of the year i mean he's yeah i know it, he's like a he's like mennonite or like from a mennonite family or something but like just just wear the like it's just it's to make people feel welcome at the game like it's not what like what are you doing it's just such like loser shit, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, it sucks. And I'm hoping because the Canucks Pride Night is March 31st, I think. Yeah. Oh, it hasn't like, happened yet. No, so it's happening uh, March 31st against Calgary. Um, and I don't know. I mean, like, you know, it, it's happened a couple times with Russian players this year. Like, I don't want to. I really oh, hope. Yeah. I really what? hope it doesn't happen with the Canucks. It feels less likely to happen. For a Canadian team, for some reason, I feel like. Well, and but I, just, I don't know. I it's... think just dating back for like since the West Coast Express era, the team has been that's been part of the ide- their identity. Is They're pretty being, progressive, like yeah. progressive and community outreach, etc. But then et obviously like JT Miller and <laughs> yeah, Connor Garland but... and stuff. But even then, I think like they're gonna. You know what I mean? Like they're not gonna. They don't want to rock the boat necessarily. I, and like, like that, think but... of the market as well, right? Oh, like yeah. it's. It but then again, like the San Jose is like, market. yeah, you know, right, right by San Francisco. Which, like, what? How I did you know. think about how they managed it? Right, like they put out a statement being like, "This is our, you know, teams, our organization's values." Did they scratch and, him, or was he just sitting on the bench? I don't. I mean, they should have. They should have scratched him. Well, I yeah, think. The, I think. Yeah, I think he was just sitting on the bench. I don't think yeah. he came out with like no top on for warm up. I didn't. If he if he's not going to do it, just, just scratch him at that point. If he's not, yeah, gonna do fuck it. it. Like you're, it's he's part of the team. Like that's what the so, team is doing. Emergency so. call up, whatever. Like I, that's the way you have to handle it, right? Is you just 
scratch these players, if this is like actual values that you believe in, it's uh, that has way more of effect. I would think that's like, Hey, we want this to be welcoming for everybody. So our player that doesn't support you, we're not going to play him versus like letting him play on the bench or whatever and releasing a statement and then sending out like a 11 tweet thread with like stats about LGBTQ stuff. Like, yeah, shit. Did you see yeah. his things uh, after the game where he like brought Nazem Kadri into yeah, it for some reason? Yeah, that was insane. What was the reasoning? Like, I don't understand so, that at all. Looking for a bit of a lifeline while flailing amid the controversy of refusing to wear the Pride Night jerseys in San Jose. Uh, this is also from Calgary Hockey Now. Give him the the drop. Uh, goalie James Reimer threw out his Calgary Flames character reference, suggesting former Toronto Maple Leafs teammate Nazem Kadri might vouch for him. Quote, and yet people would understand if I wouldn't be able to wear a Muslim jersey in warm-ups, promoting the Muslim faith, what? being a what? Christian and following Christ. That's like just himself- as bad, though. Like, just, <laughs> what are you, oh, just, oh, just put the, just put the, sorry, I hit my fucking mic on. I'm getting so pissed off here. Just put the fucking jersey on. Like, it's yeah, not going to, it's not going to turn you baby. gay. Is that what you think? Like, and I don't think it has anything to do with, like, his Mennonite beliefs or whatever. I think it's literally that he's like homophobic and that he doesn't want his like boys back home to think that he's gay. I legitimately think that probably plays a yeah, huge part. Uh, that's, in it, you know? Yeah. Like we, but his, that was his, cause he, I think he spoke before the game as well. And after, and that was his reasoning. It's like, well, I love these people, but I just don't believe in their choices or whatever. That like, they're choosing to be gay. It's, it literally, it's as simple as just like making feel making people feel accepted at the game and like yeah you're you're making people not feel accepted like it's just just wear the jersey that like, was what the other thing care? too is he was like well it used to be you just use rainbow tape which didn't seem as in your face but if i'm if i'm wearing a jersey that has a shark with rainbow tape on the stick yeah, like, in front of a big heart that's a bridge too far then such I'm, a weird place to draw the line <laughs> like you're fine with that but not the like i don't then i'm gonna go to hell but so stupid brian burke's comments yeah, Bur- I love Burke. He fucking rules. Bring yeah. him back. Why not? Yeah. When uh, well, because then we're definitely never gonna rebuild, <laughs> and he'll probably trade Pedersen and Hughes. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, what do you say? I repeat that I'm extremely disappointed. I wish players would understand that the pride sweaters are about inclusion and welcoming everybody. Yeah. A player wearing pride colors or tape isn't endorsing a set of values or enlisting in a cause. He is saying you are welcome here, and you are in every single NHL building. Damn straight. Yeah, it's as simple as that. I mean, it's going to keep happening. I think the NHL's done a horrible job with this. So I briefly uh, met Brian Burke once. Did you? Yeah. Did he have he, the Did he have the Magneto hair at that point? Or? Well, it was at uh, a rugby game that was played in Calgary. This was when he was still with the Flames. Yeah. And uh, he was apparently a big fan of rugby. So Canada was playing Georgia, like the country Georgia, and it was pissing rain. Yeah. It was like the most I've ever seen it rain in Calgary. And I'm like shivering my ass. Then I look behind and fucking Brian Burke has stood behind me. And his like his magneto hair is completely like wetted down from the, the downpour. And yeah. uh, I was like, oh, what's up? And then like a guy next to him tried to start conversation. I was like, hey, what are you doing here, Berkey? And he's like, just <laughs> been a fan of rugby my entire life. Like to come out and support the boys when I can. And yeah, that was that. But he's very friendly. Yeah. Uh, he seems like a very nice guy. 
And my, my source within the Flames organization loved his ass. Apparently, he was oh, yeah. like great to all the staff there and just like a pleasure to deal with always and like always stood up for the little guy. So I remember he, up, uh, the one thing I remember him doing, I think he, I feel like he, I mean, I should probably look this up, but I know there was like some like legal issues, not like he, where he like sued like internet commenters, I think. Yeah. And then like one of the guys had a pretty funny name or something. Yeah, let me see. Like, uh, it was like the horny dude, 72 or some shit. Yeah, I, I got to look this up. Brian Burke. Brian Burke wins judgment against online commenters. This is 2013. Uh, it was in BC. Uh, I don't know if... Uh, it's uh, Okay, there were 18 names listed as defendants. Let me see if I can find the actual usernames, though. Uh, no, it looks like this story is more than 10 years old, so all the hyperlinks within it are completely Aww. broken. <laughs> Dude, we have some breaking news from Canucks talk right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Good or bad? Uh, bad. Well, how well, bad? Well, I mean, it's more like hindsight bad. So this is from Jance, who was, I guess, oh, guesting I on Canucks talk. Yeah. Oh, Vince no. Dunn was available to the Canucks for the pick they gave up for Jason Dickinson ahead of the expansion <laughs> draft. An organization didn't have interest. Womp, womp, womp. I, I will say... So Vince Dunn, obviously, very good with Seattle this year. Yeah. And I know... That was like the Benning. That's like Benning. Yeah, Canucks, yeah, right. Benning, so, yeah. um, I will say, I I don't like the Dickens and stuff. Feels like hindsight to me almost because at the time, everyone thought that yeah. was a good move. Right? I thought it seemed good. Like I thought it was smart. He was I thought good it was in the a, playoffs for Dallas. I said that Benning did a good job with it. Obviously, it didn't work out. But that the the. Dickinson stuff to me is like a legit case of like hindsight. I, I feel like where yeah, fair enough. at the time everyone loved that deal. So like, yeah, that sucks. But like the Dickinson stuff is like not, you know, uh, it it's, that's just, that just happens to like every team, whether it's a well-run team or a, or a poorly run team, I think. Yeah. Not to defend the Vancouver Canucks, but I guess that's what I'm kind of doing. <laughs> God, man, he has 57 points this year. Yeah, he's he's as doing a, really, as a really defenseman, well. folks. Yeah, he's doing he's doing really well. Oh, here's a, here's an interesting stat from Daniel Wagner. We we talked about OEL earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, do you know what the Canucks' record is since OEL got injured? No, what is it? Ten three and one. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah, they, he's gonna get bought out, right? Uh, he has to. I mean, he's got to be gone a hundred percent. Um, on that note, do you think? That uh, that Ethan Bear will get tendered a qualifying offer. I hope so. I think he's been obviously like LA game was was rough, but he's been really good this year. I, li I like him. I think I think they will. I hopefully. think I think it might hinge on what happens with Tyler Myers. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder if they. Yeah. Well, apparently Myers like loves Vancouver, so he's not going to waive his. Uh, yeah, because I know he's got no trade, and it's like a limited one. And like they're smart with their agents, like who would be able to take us on? And you put those on your ten yeah. to twelve team no trade, right? Yeah. So that might be harder to get rid of than we're maybe anticipating. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I mean, either way, we have one year of Myers left maximum. Like they're not going to resign him, obviously. I mean, I guess. I guess you give the QO and then he signs it or whatever. Cause I think it would be like 2.2 or 2.5. I, yeah. Does it, sit, does I, it I, tell me on cap friendly? I think, I think they'll tender him. I mean, I, I like bear a lot, but you're right. I think it does. Oh yeah. I love him as like and a dude. 
I just and, they just have to get rid of OEL. Like getting rid of Myers is would be nice, but but getting rid of OEL is like a hundred percent. Other than like the Pedersen contract, that's like the most important thing this off season. Yeah, like, by far. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much talk about how they're building up for next year, but the team is in such a hard spot with the cap that I don't think like you can't just run it back. That's it's impossible to do. So some shit's going to have to happen somewhere. There's going to have to be some cuts. So I guess that's yeah. something to ruminate on for uh, the rest of the week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's all you can ruminate on really. Cause they're, they're going to keep fucking winning. So <laughs> no, they're not. Uh. <laughs> I think they might. Draft lottery. I, I think they will. Oh, God. All right. So if you want more from us, you want to support the show, please head on over to patreon.com slash I hate this team. Uh, weekly bonus episodes, even though it says three a month or two a month or on something on there. We haven't pulled that excuse out for a while. We've been, we've been consistent yep. with these bonus pods and get to join our Discord community. Also, which is great. Best place to to watch and talk about the game. I think. Yeah. You know how depressing the Canucks have is just like our game day threads haven't been popping off. We're all just like, yeah, I'm watching whatever. They're going to win. <laughs> yeah. um, uh. <laughs> my, uh, my other venture, Chapo FYM, we're going to be doing a charity stream this Saturday, 24 hours. I'll be there for a lot of it. I'm not hosting it. Chet is. But it's for Gamers Outreach, which uh, it provides like mobile gaming stations to sick kids in hospitals. Yeah. Uh, we've done it for a few years now. It's a cool cause. And Stefan will be joining. Do you know when? Uh, yeah. Noon Pacific on Saturday because yeah. we stream on the golf Kings from 10 to noon. So we'll just like okay, rate you guys perfect. after and, and join. Yeah. So yeah, you can see, are we playing a game? Do you know? I, I should know I, this I think as well. But I think like we're playing Chet some Halo. I think Chet said okay. we, we can play some Halo. So yeah. yeah. Halo mini games. Okay. Well, I'll probably I be think so. Cause he always, then. he's always able to find some pretty good ones. So. Yeah. So if yeah. you want more content and to help charity, check that out on Saturday at twitch.tv slash chapo trap house so there uh go canucks go <laughs> i guess keep please start losing please start no fucking losing. fuck oh canucks fuck <laughs> bye everyone peace